simply said, we all want to live well, do good, be happy. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Saturday. Are you creative? Wait, 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 don't answer that. Because chances are when I ask that question, you've got the messages running through your head that no, you don't have a creative bone in your body. I don't think that's exactly right. And we'll talk about why on today's Simply Said. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, and you are listening to the podcast where we explore practical ways. And by practical, I mean even things I can do to live well, do good and be happy. And creativity is our very essence. It's the core of our being. And it certainly is an aspect of our lives that can help us live happier, more productive lives. So let me ask you again, are you creative? Are you someone who makes things, finds alternative ways of solving routine problems, comes up with unique ways to parent your kids? to get what you need and what they need without a full-on meltdown? Are you bold about trying new recipes, putting together new playlists, or clothing combinations? I need the Garanimals. Remember those from the olden days? Seriously, I need somebody to color code my clothes for me. Are you a gardener, a painter, a writer? Are you flexible and agile when it comes to dealing with change? Are you innovative the way you lead your team or budget your finances? then yep, you are creative, right? We all are. Creativity is both a trait, something intrinsic to who we are and essential to our survival. In ancient times, we had to regularly adapt to survive. And these days, creativity is the way we learn and adapt and keep up with the challenges and problems of the modern day world. It builds resilience and makes it easier for us to cope with change and upset the next time around. You might not be a master painter like Picasso, but I bet you are a keen thinker, and that is fueled by your creativity. Creativity is also something that we can enhance and build on and prime ourselves to move into a more growth-minded life and attitude. Have you ever thought about it like that? We have this very narrow view of what it means to be creative, and we think it only belongs to the artsy types, right? The potters and the writers and the painters. But it's so much more than that. It underlies everything we do in our lives. And we all come this way. Think about the kids. You know, they come out with these great ideas and abstractions. They make associations from one thing to the next. They leap into these imaginary worlds and then apply what they learn from their play into the real world. And then by around second grade, they learn to color in the lines. And as they get older, it becomes more important to fit in, to get the grade, to look like everyone else. And we go through this for a while in the middle zone of our development. And then by the time we grow up again, we're lamenting what we have lost, that creative spirit, that innovation, that ability to leap, to 
places in our imagination that can help us solve real world problems. Let's get that back, right? It's within you. It never completely disappears. But creativity is something that gets stronger with expression. And today I want to rethink about how we express our creative spirit and how we live with it. Because I think without it, without an expression of our creative spirit, life becomes pretty great. I think that this creative way of thinking and being in the world allows for growth and expansion, uh, new friends and new jobs and new vacation and trips, novelty that really raises the color of our life and life becomes bolder. But we've got to prime ourselves for it. Right? We have to go looking for it again. Researchers trying to understand what fosters creativity have found that there are specific conditions that help people come up with more innovative ideas, such as ambient noises of a coffee shop or dim lighting. By giving your logical information processing mind some background distraction, you make room for more creative ideas to rise to the top. You're creating some space for that more creative thinking to occur. It's the same thing that happens with meditation. When you focus on your breath or you give your mind another bone to chew on, then the more abstract creative ideas come to the forefront. So prime yourself for creativity by creating the environment for it to flourish, right? Often this means looking at things from a different perspective. We we have our chairs at the dinner table. I sit on the left side of the couch and my husband sits in the brown chair. We drive the same ways, you know, to the restaurant or to work every day. Creating the right environment is about changing things up so that you can see what's around you in a new way. And that even means the lighting. No, when we are in a low light room or environment, our brains process and experience our world in a different way than when we are in a high, bright, well-lit environment or an office with fluorescent lighting. Our environment shapes how we see our world and that fosters or detracts from our creativity. So allow for that kind of mindless distraction. Now, when I go to a coffee shop to do my writing, it's too much for me. I get wrapped up in people watching and creating all the stories, imagining what they're up to and what they're doing next and whether they're on a date or not. And I get caught up in that environment. So I need to create space that's quiet and low key when I actually am on deadline and I need to write or get something out. However, when I'm having a hard time developing my other ideas or I'm in the initial planning stages, it really works to grab my laptop and and go to a different room in my house or sit in a new place or run to a coffee shop or go outside. It really works to move to a different environment to let those illogical, more creative ideas come to the forefront, right? That's a good way to prime your body, to move it to a different location. And so you're exposed to the world in a different way. I think the big thing about all this is to know what works for you. Find your flow, right? Know when and how you do your best thinking. It used to be I could write all night long and then I had a kid and (laughs) 
I did not want to write all night long. So I actually had to change my flow the times that I'm most creative. And it's really between like 10 and, and 2 o'clock. So I used those hours for real development work and real creation writing. But know this too about your parenting or your cooking or your budgeting. When are the ideas coming to you? What state do you need to be in? How are you feeling when that's happening? You know, if you're trying to solve a problem with writing structure or budgeting or parenting or relationships, um, you could take my approach, which is I first beat my head against the desk. That's just me. And then I get up and I take the dog out or take a shower or get away and do something that requires very little mental thought, but gets me up and out and in my body in a different way. Research shows that when we identify a problem and then take on a repetitive or mindless task for a period of time, our brains continue to ponder on that problem. And some of our best solutions come when we've taken a break from it. Right? Even like going to sleep. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you just knew it? Right? When we take a pause, our brains never completely shut off from the problem we're trying to solve. And that can be some of our most creative experience. So next time you have a, a problem you're trying to solve and you're not making any good progress, get up, go take a shower, go walk the, go chop the carrots for the soup, whatever it is, take on a repetitive task that requires very little mental bandwidth and see if you can't come to a solution. Another thing that's really essential to creativity is to be curious. And by being curious, I mean acting on that curiosity. This is more than just thinking about something and saying, oh, that's interesting and then dismissing it. It means getting up and, and trying things out or looking at a new situation or looking at an old situation a new way, challenging yourself with new questions or new perspective. It's easy to dismiss an idea that seems crazy when we're creating, when we're writing, when we're trying to solve a financial problem or a scheduling issue, or even when we're trying to work with our teenager a different way when we're trying to build that relationship and struggling to get through all that adolescent muck right I did this the other day we were not at a good spot here we definitely uh, my 13 year old and I definitely had a difference of opinion and I'm the mother so my difference outweighed hers and it was not going well and it was late at night and we had ended the evening on a very negative note and I thought, I need her to understand, and I want to keep parenting this. But I'd been hitting my head against the wall on this topic. She wasn't getting it. We weren't going to reach agreement. And as I went to bed, I thought, huh, I wonder if there's another way to get to this. And what I did is I got out of bed, and I went out to the other room, and I turned on an old show of Friends, a repeat of the Friends show, which she loves. They're rediscovering it all new. And invited her to come out. We just sat there in the dark about 11 o'clock at night and watched a Friends episode. And as we were watching, we started talking through things in a different way. In fact, she started the conversation. That was a more innovative, that was a more unique approach than she was used to from me. And definitely different than I normally 
take things on. And it really worked to start the conversation going again. So get curious when you're facing a, a, a challenge and that will lead you to a more creative form of problem solving because creativity is really about helping us to be more flexible in our thinking, more innovative, less rigid, less black and white. When you look at the old situation or the problem in a new way, you'll come up with all sorts of ideas and they may not work, but that curiosity will lead you and you will layer on the learning as a way to build from that. And instead of dismissing those ideas that rise up, don't judge it, right? Just say, ah, okay, that's a possibility. Okay. And then move on to the next. Judgment isn't always bad. It helps filter the information we're bombarded with all day long. You cannot squash an idea from the get-go. Sometimes you need some time to have it settle in and to question it and, and to look at it before it really emerges as a solution to whatever problem you're working on. Also challenge yourself. Ask why you are doing the things you are doing like you are doing them. Why is this method the one you're using? Often we get stuck in, in this flow or, or this process that we were taught as kids or that our supervisor taught us at our first job or we learned in college or it's just the way we've always done it. Sometimes it's the most efficient, most productive, best way of doing it. Sometimes you can flip the switch and get new ideas, have a process revealed in a unique way that makes you more efficient and makes more sense. So challenge yourself. Look at the things that you are doing all day long and why are you doing them like that? What's working? And before you change everything out, you can mind map other alternatives or journal about them, right? This is the way to stay relevant at home, in the workplace, in your relationship. The world is changing. And if we stay rigid, in our processes, we are not changing with it. Now, some stuff we're doing because it makes sense and it really does work the best way, but so many things we get on autopilot and we're doing just because that's the way we've always done it. It's not very fun. And it also doesn't leave open the, the opportunity for growth or change that could really take our lives and our experiences to the next level and create something interesting in our lives, right? So evaluate the processes and the outcomes and find new ways of achieving the things you want to do. And this is another example about how creativity shows up in the way we relate to each other in the world. Several years ago, we were Christmas tree hunting and as tradition, the way we have always done it, we've always gone out to a Christmas tree farm and basically climbed mountains to find the right tree, which takes a really long time because there's so many right trees and it just was muddy and cold and steep and oh I didn't want to do it anymore I was exhausted by that tradition but I was afraid to say anything because I figured it was important to my husband and my daughter this particular year I posed the question what would happen if we don't go to the Christmas tree farm this year and both of them stopped and looked at me and they worked in total agreement. What would happen? Nothing. They didn't want to go either. They were going because they thought I liked traipsing around in the mud at the farm. What we all realized after I posed this question and got curious about what life would look like if we didn't go to the Christmas tree farm is we all wanted the tree, but nobody wanted to go to the cold of the farm and nobody cared where we got the tree from. 
We took that tradition off. We kept the tradition of decorating the tree as a family, having a tree up in our house, a, a live tree up in our house, a fresh tree. And we've found easier ways of getting that every year. And that's simply because I got curious about what would happen if we changed this one tradition. By evaluating the processes and the outcomes, you find new ways of achieving truly what matters most to you. And that's both creative and freeing for everyone. So next time you're faced with a problem at work or you need a solution to a sales issue or you want to develop a new system or you're running to pay your bills and, and cover that summer vacation, evaluate what you've always done. Play to the other possibilities. Write them out. Make a mind map, which, which is, can be a series of pictures or a flow chart of different ideas that are all connected. And play them out on the page. And see if you can find more interesting and more creative and better ways of doing the familiar things. You might find you're a little more creative than you think and you might even become more efficient and less stressed by doing it. Giving yourself even just a few seconds to be inquisitive, keep your mind open, and create space for those big innovative moments to arrive. And as you do this more and more, you get better at it. It becomes part of your process and part of your practice. So pretty soon ideas are illuminated in all areas of your life. And these ideas, which can sometimes seem so out there and so crazy, often have real world applications that create life-changing processes, better products, better relationships. And overall, you're going to feel better too. Because human beings are expansive creatures. We like to create. We like to make stuff. And we can make stuff in the way we solve problems, in the way we build things, in the way we manage our budgets and our household. It's all a creative, expansive process. When we start to look at it that way, start to do better. Vision boards, lists, doodling, cooking, chopping is one of those repetitive tasks I love when I'm, when I'm trying to come up with a new story structure or figure out a parenting dilemma. Try a creative activity and do it differently. If you are always painting, pull out the Play-Doh. If you like to garden, give it up an afternoon and try writing in a journal or drawing pictures of your flowers, the flowers you're planting. Creating those neural pathways and connections in your brain will open up your creative flow in other areas. I play the ukulele badly when I'm working on a new book idea. I don't even write anything down. I just let it settle in and, and I do these other things. I'm not good at them. Nobody needs to hear me for sure. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But it allows those other ideas to emerge from the darkness and into the light. Everything we do in our lives is a product of our creative vision. How we are in relationships, how we choose our meals, how we love and parent and heal. The question is, what are you going to create in your day, in this moment, in your life? Right? Inspiration cannot be manufactured. It happens, but we can create an environment where it can flourish. We can do the things and take the action and read and talk to people and see new things and be open to new experience and surround ourselves with inspiring, beautiful art and fantastic music and great actors and plays. And your mind will open to all the possibilities and you'll be primed to create in whatever part of your life you want. Creating, says Brene Brown, the great author of Daring Greatly and many other books and a social scientist and researcher. 
Creating, she says, is the way we turn ideas into action. It's the link between our ideas and our life. It's the living. So stop complaining about your life and start creating the life you want. Stop complaining. Complaining is articulating an idea about what isn't working and start creating the life you want. Take action to infuse your days with the very thing you desire. Creating is the dynamic process of making our ideas tangible. It's giving life to our ideas. And when we do that, we give life to our life. We're animating our experience. This is where it happens. The idea, the inspiration, the innovation starts to evolve. The idea starts to emerge in your body and your mind. Some people feel it before they know they're thinking it. And then the creativity comes in the expression of it. So it's the thought combined with the action. As Brene Brown says, we go from knowing something to living something. And that's what we're talking about here. You are flooded with great ideas and some crappy ideas too. Let me tell you, I got many crappy ideas. But over the creative process, through the process, those ideas can emerge and be the seed of something beautiful. Go from the idea to the action. The creative process, the experience is pulling those two together. And when you do, you'll be healthier. People who have, who express themselves through this creative kind of agile thinking feel better. They have lower blood pressure. Creative expression helps us manage stress. Sometimes I think it amps it up too. Every time I turn in a story to a new editor, I have a little nervous, but I always feel better for having created. Right. It also helps us structure and shape our world in a way that we can accept and process. And it makes us better problem solvers. So there's real world benefits to expressing yourself creatively. I want you to think differently about how you do it because you're doing it all day long. I want you to think differently about how you're doing it and make a point of going there and looking at your life from different angles And also bring in some artistic expression. Try painting, try music, try writing, try gardening. Do something where you can see a tangible outcome. Now, notice I didn't say you've got to be good at it. And don't worry about being good at it. That's not what this is about. This is about the creative expression, getting it out. That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. If you want a little inspiration, check out the TED Talk on YouTube by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's an author and wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she also has a book called Big Magic where she writes about creativity. But her TED Talk is really inspiring and you can find it at YouTube. It's called Elusive Creative Genius and it's Simply Nifty. Check it out. Today, I want you to simply start by making a note of what you're going to create today. What mood are you going to create? What art, what relationship, what desire do you want to make real today? As you listen, I want you to take out a pen and paper and doodle a picture of the thing you want to create. It can be a simple stick figure or it can be fancy words and lettering. But when we connect our hands to our heads, we prime our creative expression. We are all creative. We simply need to unleash it. So today, draw a visual representation, a picture, a doodle, a stick figure, a fancy lettering of the thing you want to create in your life. Don't judge it. It doesn't have to be a masterwork. It simply has to be 
your expression and carry it with you. Put it in your purse or wallet and look at it throughout the day and use this doodle as a blueprint for your next creative action and see what takes shape. Often putting something down in a form on paper helps bring our creative ideas to reality. Studies show that more creative people also make more money and they tend to be healthier, have greater life satisfaction. I'll tell you what, when I go through any period of time where I'm not writing, not noodling a new idea, I, I get restless. I tend to feel more fatigue. I'm more irritable, more whiny. I have more headaches and general aches and pains. We are wired to express ourselves. We are inventors. And when we make something, we live our best lives. And I think that creative expression changes the world for the better too and inspire those around us. When we do that, there is no doubt we will live well, do good, and be happy. Thanks for listening. That's it for today. Please subscribe on iTunes. Track me down on Twitter at PL Campbell or www.imperfectspirituality.com. You can buy my book, Imperfect Spirituality, from that site also. And I go much more in depth about the creative spirit and how it's essential to all of us. You already got all you need. So get going. Live well, do good, and be happy. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Okay.